0: Hello, I'm Liz and I'm Jamie welcome to follow the boat in which we discuss what it's really like to give it all up to live on a boat and
1: go traveling around the world we've been doing it since 2006 and we're still at it each week we
0: talk about our latest YouTube video
1: and about boats sailing travel or anything else which floats into our heads
0: and if you leave a comment we like we'll give you an answer and a name
1: check peace, peace and, and fair, fair winds wins.
0: So I got you this morning didn't
1: I? Got me? What? pinch and a punch? (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah so it's something that we try to outdo each other every month don't we? And I reckon overall this time I reckon I'm winning.
1: No you're not winning. (laughs) There was a spate where I got you month after month. Sometimes I'm still awake at midnight and I'm lying in bed waiting and I'm thinking she's fast asleep can I get away with just doing a nice gentle pinch (laughs) and a punch?
0: that doesn't count that really doesn't count this also is me getting you first thing in the morning as well
1: yes well i'm not the best of news first thing in the morning (laughs) until i've had my coffee and then you launch yourself at me and go pitch in a punch
0: first day of the month anyway so all of that will explain to our viewers and listeners that today is the first of february it is 2022
1: yes and uh, i was going to say happy chinese new year yes But Ian Warrior, under last week's podcast, actually said to us, love the podcast, but I have one criticism. Can you please not say Happy Chinese New Year, but Happy Lunar New Year? And he's writing from Vietnam. He said, not all of us are Chinese, but many of us do celebrate uh, Lunar New Year. Now, we spoke to Roy about this the other night around the table of bollocks, or (laughs) the palapa of information. And Roy had looked it up and he said, yes, even Malaysia officially calls it Lunar New Year.
0: So there we go. We stand corrected. Mm. And it's something that we will remember from now on. Unless we're in China, we'll just call it New Year. That's what I've been doing with a lot of the taxi drivers and people in shops. I just say Happy New Year. Because you're not quite sure whether they're Chinese Malay, Malay, Malay or whatever it is. And so, yeah, so there we go. Chinese New Year. 1st of February which means it's not long now.
1: Well I'm hoping this is going to be the last podcast from the marina.
0: Wow yes I think you might be right so this time next week we should have left which means an awful lot of things still to do.
1: Yes although we're very slowly whittling off the jobs. Yeah. we're, We're rattling our way through them and there's not much left to do now apart from a bit of provisioning.
0: Yes, that's um, what you say because I do most of the food stuff. And there's, there's quite a lot to do. But before we talk about that, mm. I want to know what you've been up to since the last podcast.
1: Well, <laughs> exciting stuff, really exciting stuff. Because, of course, for the last couple of podcasts, I've been harping on about our lithium batteries, which were somewhere out there being shipped up the coast, and they arrived. <laughs> they got installed. Another fanfare please. (gasps) (laughs) And then I'm not going to say any more. Oh
0: come on you can't leave everyone hanging, you've got to tell them.
1: Well I think this is, uh, I've vlogged this extensively. Okay. So we got Hans in who I I wanted to get in, Uh, he's uh, an expat who's both a carpenter and electrician. And I can't remember if I've mentioned this, perhaps I did in the up and coming vlog, that soldering is my Achilles heel. You hate it. I'm really, and do you know what? I've been playing with the soldering iron since I was a kid.
0: I think you've got a mental block. I reckon at one Mm. stage you did something and totally ballsed it up.
1: Yeah, that would, most likely.
0: Yeah, and somehow it's now going around in a cycle in your brain. It's like, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do Mm. this
1: yeah it's just one of those things and I practice and I practice but anyway I got hands in just to help me with a very fiddly soldering job to install uh, something within our system and um, yeah well we got it up and running and that's all I'm going to say because I want to save what actually happened
0: okay for
1: the vlog
0: oh right but they won't see that for ages
1: uh, well do you know with our vlogs we're actually catching up and catching up okay um, We'll talk this week about uh, the vlog that went out on Sunday, which was us still up in the mountains. But the next couple are literally going to be the last of the boat prep before we, before we leave. So okay. we should see the installation of the new lithium batteries yeah. within the next couple of weeks or so.
0: Right, so we've got two provisioning videos that are w- we're already under our belt. And then the third one, which will be about this, and then that will be it. And then we'll be off. Hopefully. Okay. Oh, yes, hopefully. Mm. Well, yes, because one of our party, we're going with three other boats. They set off uh, early because they wanted to get up to Kudat before we set off officially. And halfway up, they realised their uh, their steering wasn't working. Well, not sorry, sorry, their um, auto-pilot. autopilot
1: wasn't working. Well, and their depth sounder. Yeah. So I need to get the load down. And Hans, again, he was called out because ironically, Uh, they happen to be at anchor at Kota Balud which is the one of the villages outside of KK 30 miles up the coast and it turns out Hans actually lives in Kota Balud so he was able to go out and see Sharon and Lindsay on Songlines 3 yeah Um, but we haven't got the full lowdown on exactly what went wrong but this is just so typical of cruising boats you know and I know know Sharon and Lindsay they stay on top of things you know they're very organized like that and of course they were the first to leave the marina and a halfway up the coast and so they had their boat ready everything was tickety-boo mm. and then as they traveled up the coast yeah their autopilot went so
0: but you know what Lindsay always says he says if one boat has a problem and he hears about it he says as sure as nightfall is day he then gets that problem so let's hope that his problem isn't going to affect the rest of us mm. Mm. okay so lithium batteries we're not going to give everything away now but what else have you been doing since the last podcast? anything? have you done anything?
1: have I done anything? (laughs) getting these batteries installed is uh, it's a big job and uh, you know aside from that it's really just a bit more video editing I'm just trying to think what else?
0: we got the boat washed didn't do it ourselves did we?
1: yeah uh, you know washing a deck in the tropics, uh, I find nowadays it kills my back because I've got back problems. And uh, what happens is if I spend a day bent over washing the decks, I have to spend the next day lying horizontal in bed because it just, it kills me.
0: So that's your reason for not doing it. Mine is that I can't bear the heat. So unless we wash it, very early in the morning or very late in the evening it is incredibly hot at the moment so being outside is just generally painful uh,
1: it's one of the i mean i love the tropics i love living in the tropics but it is one of those things do do you find that you suffer from heat exhaustion
0: yeah uh, it's because we're in the marina and we're on and we're spending a lot of time on land the minute we're at anchor the minute Mm. we're off no not at all never and never overheat it's the marina just sort of feels like, like like an oven mm. and uh heat exhaustion well i i get tired i think that's just me getting tired i'm not sure do you get it then
1: well i've do you remember when we went for that walk with sharon and lindsay funnily enough at kota Belud and i yeah. was getting really breathless
0: yeah not good
1: well it's either long covid or <laughs> it's um it's heat exha- exhaustion
0: or just general unfitness
1: uh Possibly, yeah. Although that time I was fairly fit, I'm not right now. That's for sure. I've been mm. piling on the pounds.
0: I think when we leave here, we're both going to get a lot fitter, and we're both going to lose weight, and we're going to be gorgeous on screen, and
1: <laughs> everyone's well, going to love we, you, us. You always are, dear. <laughs> you always are. Do you know you got quite a few comments? Actually. Did I? Yes, just saying how gorgeous you look. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, are these blind people?
1: Yeah, they're, they're people that just listen to the podcast. <laughs> So enough about me, Elizabeth. What about you? What have you been up to this week? Not, not much, really, is it? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, I just want to follow on from last week's podcast where I had been completely laden down with uh, admin, if you remember. I... Uh, To apply to go to Indonesia this time is particularly difficult, and they really ran me through some hoops. Anyway, at the end, I'd finished all the paperwork and got it off. Anyway, this is where we are now. Having got the paperwork all off, I then had to spend the next two days resubmitting things because they hadn't got them or they were wrong and blah, blah, blah. But good news, we've got the visas.
1: Hurrah.
0: Yes. They've got the money and we've got the, vi- uh, we've got the visas waiting for us with our agent who sponsored us. So it was worth the hassle, we're going to Indonesia. That was the last thing-ish mm-hmm. to stop us going. So that's the, the first good news. Um, obviously I've been provisioning because uh, we're we not quite sure what we're going to get at the other end, what we're going to be able to get. Obviously we'll get basics, certainly things like rice, eggs, stuff we can get anywhere
1: tomatoes if you're lucky
0: yeah yeah there there are things that we've been told we won't get and one of them is cheese (laughs)
1: we'll well, be able to get cheese it'll just be
0: the processed slice yeah so my plan is to go to Madeca here because they they do the huge big blocks of cheddar and as long as i keep if i buy a couple of those keep one wrapped up and the other one i'm going to slice and put it in the fridge, um, use the vacuum sealer for that. So at least two, possibly more. And I've also been experimenting with what I can vacuum seal and what I can vacuum seal and put in the fridge and what I should be, sorry, the freezer, and what I should be putting in the freezer because in 16 years you've never had one. So it's all a bit brave new world. I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do. I think the one thing we both agree on is filling it up with the soy veg rolls that we Mm. use as a basis for most of our cooking because As vegetarians, we need to ensure that we get protein, and these are protein rolls, and they're tasty, and they really add quite a lot to our cooking. So there's that.
1: But you said the other week that you're going to be catching fish every day.
0: Well, of course, yes, I have (laughs) been saying that, and uh, I've learned that we can freeze the fish that I catch. Great. So it's a question of what else I'm going to put in the freezer, so there's that. Been thinking about that and doing bits and pieces with that. and talking of fish, one major thing that I need to do is to sort my both my lines out, both my rods out. I took them, I took the reels from both rods in and had them uh, rewound rewound with braid, so that the braid is on there on both of them. But now it's my job to add the monofilament to the braid with an FG knot, which I've only done twice before, so I need to relearn that knot. Once I've got the braid um, properly fixed to the mono. I'll then wind that on, and then I've got my lures. They're already set up, so.
1: Could you could you go into this in more detail? Could you <laughs> could you spend another ten minutes telling us about this exciting?
0: It's uh, <laughs> really important because when I catch those fish, you bloody love them. I
1: know I'm being unfair, and I, I love you for the fact that you are so into fishing. <laughs> Of course originally it was me that used to do it but you started it i started it but uh i'm happy to pass the baton to you because
0: you never really had the complete joy and madness of fishing did you
1: that's not true no no i, I did i loved it oh i did love it what i don't have is the patience yes when the when the line tangles up i just don't have the patience to unknot it and all those tiny fiddly knots Yes. I was much happier just chucking a single line out and hoping for the best.
0: And that is the problem that most cruisers have, is they just chuck a line out and leave it. And I've learned over the years that you can't do that. You've got to just keep playing with it. You've got to keep watching. You've got to keep bringing it in, check it. Quite often it's got stuff on it. Oh, look, there's a boat leaving.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's quite unusual because being Lunar New Year, uh, everything's quite quiet today. Yeah. Except this one boat. Do you know, I have to say, I don't like this boat because this is the one that leaves oily trails in the water.
0: Do you agree? Or maybe you disagree? Leave a comment for us on Twitter at followtheboat. So we paused there because of the noise from that boat, Uh, but he is leaving now, so shouldn't be too much of a problem with the background noise. Easy for you to say. (laughs) But it is a real bugbear of yours,
1: isn't it? It is. Well, it's mainly because we've got well, we've got cameras and microphones running and they're all battery powered. Yeah. So we have a finite time in which to do this and, of course, if we have to retake it, I have to charge up all the batteries anyway. We actually got a couple of comments because we talked about background noise. Yes. And uh, Robert Lewis said, love this format, love you both.
0: Oh, love is,
1: you too. Which is, uh, he said, it's awesome that you have different viewing angles, that's for if you're watching this on YouTube, of course. Uh, This is a great way to do a video podcast, but he says, the background noise is apparently not as loud to us as it is to you. Right. If anything, it adds to the realism and interest.
0: Okay, well that's good to hear, that's good to hear.
1: And Steve S also said, thank you guys for all your videos. Background noise is really not that important. If the content is worth listening to, I find that yours is. Thanks
0: Thank again. you. Cheers, Steve. Well, let's hope it continues to be. And of course, next next week we're going to be at anchor somewhere. Mm. We promise, so we won't have any of this nonsense. Yeah, boy.
1: well, then I'll just be worrying about the angle of the sun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's for video, and this is predominantly podcast. Remember, that. it is yes. And talking of podcasts, so what about last week's podcast? Did anything arise from that?
1: Yes, um, Edgar Chu, who is a frequent commenter yes, and a supporter. Yeah. He says, I like seeing the lively banter back and forth. The information that comes out is priceless. Uh, And I guess this goes back to my theory of the table of knowledge, Mm. or the palapa of bollocks. (laughs) Oh, here we go. uh, Where, you know, if you talk long enough, you do pick up some gems. And I suppose even the amount of rubbish we talk about at each other, occasionally there's a few gems that perhaps we don't think about that a viewer or a listener picks up on as a useful bit of information.
0: That's true, and it's also when we talk, isn't it? Because sometimes we've got no idea what we're going to do about something or other, and we sort of shout at each other a bit and chat about it and talk about it and worry at it. And eventually, out of all of that, we come up with a solution. and Mm. We come up with a plan. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, that's great.
1: Well, it's been interesting sitting around in the evening having sundowners with the remains of the people here in the marina, One particular issue, which I can't talk about now because it will be in the vlog, uh, was discussed at great length. Right, I'm glad I
0: wasn't there for that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it was useful and, and, you know, a few things came out of that that perhaps I can pursue. So, yes, I think Edgar is right.
0: And I had a nice long chat with Penny about whether we should both dye our hair pink. (laughs) What do you think?
1: (laughs) I Pink ladies. I love the idea. Oh you do? I do. I think it would be good fun. Ooh. Someone did point out though that yeah. we have to be a bit careful when we check into Indonesia yeah. because if you remember when we tried to get uh, our visa extension in Jakarta I tried going into immigration in a pair of shorts and oh flip-flops no. Yes, and that's a big no-no. Yeah. I had to go to the shopping mall next door, find an ill-fitting pair of long trousers, which I couldn't do up, just so I could cover my legs. So I do wonder what they'll think of pink hair. hair. Pink,
0: I could wear a hat, could wear a baseball cat, a hat or something over the top of it, but I mean, pink hair isn't being rude, no. and particularly if I cover right up, you know, to my chin and my wrist and my ankles. Yes. Anyway, I've got till Friday to make that decision. It's Tuesday now, so I'm going to get hold of my hairdresser Ruby and see if she wants to do it.
1: Mm. I say go for it.
0: All right, Okay. (laughs) All right, so sorry I interrupted you. We'll talk about the podcast.
1: Yeah, uh, those were the... uh, Oh, do you remember we had this running theme about me wanting to use people's names when I responded to them in comments? Yes, yes. And do you remember we we teased nobody46820 uh, who's a frequent commenter yes. and and they left a comment last week and i replied saying still no name then and he replied yes i am the wind and the bear the diamond and the reed i am he who was and shall be evermore Wow. So I think I'm just going to abbreviate that to Bear now. (laughs) So, nobody 46820.
0: Now known as Bear.
1: Bear, there we go.
0: Cool, I love (laughs) that one. There is another comment that comes up regularly from one of our viewers on YouTube, but also a Patreon asked me as well about my charm that I often am seen wearing.
1: Which you're not wearing today.
0: I'm not wearing it today, no, but I will be wearing it uh, later. Okay. Yes, and it's in most episodes. Anyway, it's uh, been wrongly attributed as an ankh, A-N-K-H, which is some uh, sort of pagany kind of charm, mm. which I have no issue with at all. But it isn't that. It's simply the female sign in biology. If you look closely, you'll see it's the it's circle with the cross. Pointing downwards, which is the sign for female that is used in all biology. And there is a sign for male, for those that don't know, which is a a circle with an arrow pointing up to the side. And I also have that one. So in episode, oh gosh, Mm 289, I will be wearing both of those charms.
1: Yes, it's because a few people picked up on that, didn't they?
0: yeah they've wondered that people like them but uh so this is what they are it's the male and the female and i wear usually the female one but uh, just to be fair i'm going to start wearing the male one as well
1: and they were a gift from our friend american mcgee and and they're actually from his company called mysterious uh, Mm -hmm. where he produces not only jewelry but also uh, soft toys of a very sort of macabre kind of twist relating to his uh his video games and uh, his board games that he's brought out so thank you America beautiful
0: stuff and I wear them all the time American so thank you yeah Uh... right so I think regarding the podcast the last podcast nothing particularly springs to mind at the moment but what we do need to talk about is episode 287 which came out two days ago Mm. Uh, response we've had to that a bit about it what what do you think what what have people said to you
1: it was a video of two halves, yes. wasn't it? Because yes. we had the beautiful, stunning uh, tea Gardens and uh, lots of photography and a little bit of a walk up and around uh, Kamuntsu Hill. A little bit of a walk. Yeah, I t- you know, that didn't, that didn't really come out how high that was. So I think I said that in the video I put that we got to 562 meters Well, the peak was a thousand meters so there was another 500 meters that we couldn't ascend Um, but it because being the tropics being midday even though it was overcast and cloudy it was still pretty hot and humid and and hard going but it was a wonderful walk and we we walked around the to the other side of the hill and it was at that point that we realized we couldn't continue any further because the road literally stopped And after that, I had these grand plans to descend down into the tea plantations across a little river and try and find the main road to come back up. And I realised, no, we could get lost here.
0: We would probably still be there, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) And at that stage, I think my foot was starting to hurt a bit. And I just was quite keen to get back.
1: You were in a lot of pain, weren't you?
0: Yeah, so the first thing I must say is fantastic outpouring of support and love and best wishes and I really appreciated that from everybody and just to let you know that my foot feels fine now so I'm presuming it's it's all okay Mm -hmm. um yes I was I mean the pain was excruciating I couldn't put any weight on it the next day it gradually got slightly better but I was limping badly and it doesn't really come over in the video but the doctors when they x-rayed me they couldn't see a crack and they said the only way that they would be able to find out was with an MRI scan. Mm. And that was rather a lot of money. So we had to decide whether it was worth doing or not. And I asked them, I said, well, if you find in the MRI scan that there is a hairline crack or something somewhere, and it was more closer to the ankle than it was to the foot itself, what would I have to do? And they said, there's nothing you can do. So it doesn't really matter so we're going to treat you as though you've got it anyway mm. and uh, i mean he couldn't touch a certain point of it when he
1: probed and the foot specialist said you've definitely got a crack there so
0: yeah yeah much better now
1: i'm glad to hear that i would to say i was surprised at how much the mri was yeah. because i had an mri a few years ago in penang and i seem to remember i only paid about 120 pounds sterling for that including the consultancy where it was, it, it was a much more expensive here. I mean, we talked at great length in the video about how medical treatment here is so much cheaper than the West. Uh, but yeah, that MRI, I think it was expensive relative to the injury.
0: It was expensive relative to the injury and also to all the other work that I'd had done. And to be honest, it wasn't more than you paid, I believe. I think it was about 150 quid. Oh, right, okay. But we just thought, oh, we, do we wanna pay 150 quid for something that if the results don't matter you might as well just treat it as though it is that, and the specialist said it probably is. So you don't, re- you know, they said to me, you don't really need it. Mm. So there you go. But yeah, talking, you know, that's that's health, you know, and we don't have any insurance, so we have to pay. Funnily enough, talking on on insurance as we do in the episode, just so happens to tie in with us trying to get insurance to go to uh, Indonesia, doesn't it? And so we've been looking at that and. To insure ourselves on a boat full time is astronomical. Mm -hmm. Take US out of the equation, which you always do on health insurance. For worldwide travelling. it's not travel insurance, it's health insurance. It's thousands upon thousands of pounds. Uh, Way, way more than we've spent in the whole time we've been here, just for one year's cover. So yeah, I looked at it again and we won't be doing it. Unless we go somewhere, and probably it will be the US, where we do have to take it out just in case, you know, while we're there. The problem is, you see, that we are permanently away from home, and we're not in one country. So you need worldwide travel insurance, and we don't have it.
1: It's a bummer, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we know a lot of people, of course, who don't have insurance. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Verna. One of our FTB mates, our, one of our longest patrons, Werner, who's based in between Thailand and Malaysia, and, and he wrote a lovely long comment about various medical treatments he's had. But even he, and I, Werner, I'm not sure how old you are, but uh, he's probably a little bit older than you, mm. uh, has basically said he's never had medical insurance and has just paid as he's yes. gone on yes. for each treatment. And he's he said he came close to having his hand amputated Um,
0: something terrible
1: yeah it was pretty nasty but um yeah it was just proof that uh medical insurance he felt wasn't necessarily a requirement if if you can afford to pay for it as and when you do need it
0: which on the whole you can in this part of the world Mm. because of the price Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah, so a lot about medical insurance. One person said to me, oh, you've got a pantaneous uh, medical insurance. Well, we don't. We have accident and emergency. So I mentioned it pass- in passing. So we're, not, we're only covered for accident and emergency on the boat. And, and if we have to be winched off or sent home or something, that's, that's all part of the insurance cover, but nothing like the bone. You know.
1: mm. One thing I did say in the last episode, which I ended up editing out because it was just too long, but a point... I like to make is that I think for younger viewers and listeners of our channel and I think for younger sailors generally the subject of injuries and medical insurance is perhaps boring and not so relevant mm. and I remember and I'm, I'm sure I've told this anecdote before but when I first started sailing with you I was still only in my mid-30s mm and every Friday night would go down to the bar where I was surrounded by people twice my age. And the general subject always seemed to be injuries and illnesses. (laughs)
0: And now you're sitting there going on about your back.
1: Exactly. And I I think it's a point worth making to younger sailors is that Time moves pretty fast, as Ferris Bueller says. And, um, you know, it is something that you do have to take seriously as you get older.
0: Yeah, so keep fit, you know, eat healthily and keep fit. We we but, have not been fit while we've been here, but not, we will not, get fit again.
1: Not here, but, you know, you can be as fit as, as you like, but uh, that doesn't prevent you from having an accident, no. of course. Or
0: developing some awful, terrible things. So, yes, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's a difficult one. So there we go, that's insurance, Uh, that's, that's 287. There is one more thing about 287. Well, two more things actually I want to say on 287. A number of people loved your photography so much that they've asked for the images or how they get hold of the images or can you sell the images? I mean, what do you want to say to those people?
1: Well, all of our supporters, our patrons, our FTB mates, we have a shared Dropbox folder and I post up the best of my favourite images at full res, full resolution. So
0: they're huge files, yeah.
1: They're big files and they can all of our supporters can do anything with those photos providing it's not for commercial gain. Yeah. So download as desktops, they can print out to frame on their own wall yes. and, and so on. So So
0: not worth putting in our shop because by the time you put a framed photo in a shop in you know our online shop it becomes prohibitively expensive
1: it is expensive I mean we did try it we did have some photographs in our shop Mm. but we didn't really promote them And and they were quite general photos and I think that there probably are a few photos that people may genuinely be interested in so one idea that one person suggested and I'm sorry I didn't make a note of your name I do apologize but they said why not do a limited run yeah so there may be an opportunity perhaps to, at the end of, you know, an episode, to say in this week's episode, the print that you saw at timestamp five minutes in, Mm. uh, we've got a limited run of 20 photographs.
0: Okay, well, just as you talk, as we talk around this table of bullshit, uh, it occurs to me that if somebody wants our prints, that if they become a Patreon or an FTP mate at only $2 a month, that's the lowest... Then they've got access to the prints.
1: That's very true.
0: And if our patrons and FB mates don't realize that and they don't know how to do it, get in touch and we'll tell you. Um, And the other thing is that if any of them like specific prints and they're not in that Dropbox file, let us know and you'll put them in won't you?
1: Yep, yep. I think also they were making a suggestion as to you know why not just um, put them up on I'm just trying to think Is of Flicker? some of the, not no not Flickr. Uh, I've forgotten the name. Shutterstop.
0: Oh example. right, yes, yeah. We looked at doing that once. I tried
1: we? it. Yeah. And it's I guess it's just a case of getting your workflow right. Um, it's just another thing to do on the yeah, computer no. and...
0: We need an office. We need staff. We need staff. <laughs> we definitely
1: we, need staff. We need staff to help us with the <laughs> yeah. the back end of making these videos yeah. and podcasts. The admin and yeah. uh, the the editing. So, yeah, I, I should do... It could earn me a few extra quid. Yeah,
0: there's lots of things that could earn us a few extra quid, but we're just not into it for that, are we? I mean, we'd like the money, but fuck that. <laughs> yes. Ooh. To bleep that out um and there there is um one other thing that i'd like to say no mm. before before i do that Carl, you just spoken now the whole thing that was in my head is gone what's wrong
1: with me you're getting old dear
0: <laughs> as you were speaking i was thinking about the images and what we could do with them oh well it'll come back if it's important one other thing i wanted to say about the video is i missed that dog
1: Ah, oh. I know. Now we came up. There with were two dogs. So the one that visited us at the cottage. Yeah. We came up with. I came up with a great name because okay. I called her Fluffy. No, I called her Doggy. You called her Fluffy, so we ended up calling her. Flog. Duffy. Duffy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We called her Duffy. What a sweet dog. And you know, on that that last morning when I got up really early and tried to get you to wake up to go up the hill, but you couldn't because of your foot. As I walked up the hill, Duffy walked with me Aww. and walked with me halfway up the hill. So in the space of 48 hours, we had gained her trust, befriended her, had her sitting by our porch and was then my my gun dog as I walked up the hill with her. And then I think the owner of the cottages drove past and she turned around and she ran back down and chased <laughs> the, uh, the Jeep. But uh, oh, yeah, what a beautiful dog.
0: It's and, funny, isn't it? We meet them everywhere we go. Beautiful dogs
1: and cats. There are so many wild dogs, yeah. that semi-feral, that live in the mountains yeah. here. And you see them as you drive through the mountains, you see so many of these dogs and you wonder, where did they come from? Where are they going? And they all look pretty healthy, don't yeah, they? Yeah,
0: they look more healthy than some of the town animals sometimes, mm. don't they? I mean, obviously we miss Millie, those, those people who know us well. We miss Millie every day, and we loved having Millie on board. And people keep saying, why don't you get another cat? Why don't you get a dog? People are always pressurizing us. We're not going to do that. But what we have instead is we have wonderful animals that become part of our lives for a short time. Mm.
1: And I think, even if you just spend two days feeding them and petting them, you know it's a little, perhaps a little highlight for them, and it's a highlight for us. I suppose it's like having grandchildren, isn't it? (laughs) You can treasure them while they're in your presence, and then at the end of the day, you just drop them off with the parents, and you don't have to. What do you mean? Just forget
0: about them? Is that what grandparents? Yeah, that's what
1: (laughs) Well, they do say that it's better. It's better being a grandparent than parent. I have no idea. (laughs) I have absolutely no idea. This is just what I've heard. Pets are like grandchildren.
0: Oh, and on, on that note, Jamie, can you let us know what you're going to be doing for the
1: rest of today, please? Putting all this camera equipment away, and uh, I think I'd like to try and get the next couple of vlog episodes done and dusted so that we can carefully.